Greetings, everyone. Hey, hey, hey there. Welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, a D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. As always, I am the guy behind the microphone, Tyler. And I am your co-host, Till. If you're new to the show, we're back on schedule. There's no A's at the end of my name. Tillola. Tillola. RWD is our podcast where we argue, debate, Avoid about various aspects of D&D 5th edition. Feel free to join the conversation by tweeting us at RWD Podcast. Glad you're all awake now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these usually go up really early in the morning. Yeah. I schedule it for 6 in the a.m. And people always like, I always see people hitting it early. Yeah, so. they hit it right away because it's a commute show, Yeah. right? 20-minute segment, commute, done. 40-minute commute, two segments, great. Done. Love it. I mean, I, I'll go back and listen to it when we're when I'm in the car. Just to be like, what are we talking about? Mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Checks out. Yeah, yeah. We're like, what the fuck did we talk about? What are we doing? Who are we? Did, Sp- it, did it listen? Did it sound good? Blah, blah, blah. Speaking about driving the car, so I'm on my way over here. Yeah. And I I had a thought. Did it hurt? No, it did not hurt yet. Um, but I'm, I, I'm, I'm listening to music, as I do, and uh, the song Yellow Lead Better by Pearl Jam comes on. A uh, very classic song. Uh, you know, uh, I've been listening to Pearl Jam for a very long time because people forced me to. Justin. Uh, no, actually, the the the, uh, the other. I love Pearl Jam. <laughs> that was great. Um, but no, so so I I just I know it when I hear it. Sure. And my question is this: Bards, bards of any kind. Yes. You know. Yes. Uh, you know whether you go back to Shakespeare, or Beethoven. Yeah, sure. Chris Chester, Cornell, Bennington, Chester, perfect. You know, Elvis. More importantly, to this point, Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder, what a good. One name. of the greatest mumblers of our time. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, my question is this: How the hell do they cast spells with verbal components? What do you mean? I th- I always picture a verbal component as having to be spoken clearly and with intent. And that is not something it's that Eddie Vedder like does well. It just like a strong well. voice, doesn't it? Doesn't it just say it's like a strong voice? I, I always thought, and you, and you can look this up. You have the We've book in front of you. We've discussed it a million times because of the underwater thing. But my my impression is that you always had to have clear vocals and clear intent. Like you had to say the words crisply and cleanly each time. So, zooming in on this. Most spells require the chanting of mystic words. The words themselves aren't the source of the spell's power. Rather, the particular combination of sounds with specific pitch and resonance sets the thread of magic in motion. Thus, a character who is gagged or in an area of silence, which is what I would call being under fucking water, can't cast a spell with a verbal component. So, to your point, they have to do the specific thing, but for them, the specific thing is... Okay, so, so the words are different for everyone. I would say so. I would say for most people... The so there aren't are actual, like, incantations to learn. It's just, you gotta kind of say these things in your own way. I, the incantation is a way to guide your will But it doesn't have to be the spell. specific. So, it, with that being the case, because, say, you only speak Elven, and yeah. I only speak Common, yeah. we can both cast Fireball. Yeah, but you have to say it in Common, and I say it in Elven. Or am I saying it in a different... Or, or are we just saying entirely? Yeah, or are we just speaking Latin? Abracadabra. Yeah, that's how I cast fireball. Yeah, everyone says abracadabra. But we all have different accents. We still get the same thing. Do we? Yeah, I would say so. What if I get like a dwarven fireball and you get like a gnomish fireball? It's a little smaller. So that's exactly what it was, right? It's it's like you you've you know even if I'm a wizard, I copied the spell into my book. 
I'm saying the same words. I'm saying it in my voice, but the you know particular combination of sound with pitch and resonance. It says it says sets the thread of magic in motion, right? Yeah. So it sets it in motion, but my particular will is like I don't question. Wait, no, wait, oh, wait. I I never questioned Eddie Vedder's intent or or purpose. He is he is a uh, very masterful at somehow portraying emotion without possibly understanding what he's saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, it's actually quite incredible, in my opinion. Goat rock is what we call that. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you can say everything with A-I-O-U, and you're good. Uh, you know, that's one of those things that Jesse will mock about Metallica, where just James Hetfield's every word ends in na, like this. It's but like at least I know what he's saying. At the end of the sentence. Like, it's always at the end. But So his spells have that little uptick at the end of them, right? They heighten. They heighten. Yeah, it's... Every spell, if you're a bard, because we talked about bards before, yeah. where it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be a song, right? You are just like, you're picking at the mystic words. The words have power. The format doesn't matter. Um, so when you're... when you're, It's all about intent. Yeah, it's all about... Intent int- of the words, and not ma- the words maybe themselves. Maybe then when you're DMing, you could allow for little flares and this, like, you know, just uh, different skins and flavors of the same spell. The effect's mm-hmm. the same, but my fireball's... Green, you know, because I because I said it with my Cockney accent or yeah. whatever. Yeah, uh, there you go, there you go. It'd be Irish, but yeah, I got what you're saying. Cockney, British. They'd be red or blue. Why? Because they're British. Why? Don't ask me. They've been around forever. They got to pick those colors. Or like my uh, my skeletons and zombies from Animate Dead walk like Egyptians. <laughs> if, I said, <laughs> if I said it in uh, some some uh, uh, Persian accent. And stand up now. And they just walk like an Egyptian. Okay. <laughs> or they doot heavily <laughs> from singing the particular song. I yeah. So I think that's. I don't think. This you have to say it the specific okay, way. Okay, so the one last thing I would say on this is it possible that you might like mess up the spell a little yes. for mumbling? So <clears throat> I would I would say yes. Especially like what if I was casting polymorph to turn you into a rabbit and I said it a little off and you became a weasel or something. Right. That's how spell research is done, probably. Yeah. Um and like, you know, you could argue that my wizard was out at the bars and got fucking wasted. And he's like, I can't really cast my spell anymore. And he like goes to cast a spell, and he if it fizzles. Or or instead of like a fireball, he creates like a pillar of flame. Or he creates fireball. Do 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 do. Everyone just starts rocking out. <laughs> Everyone just starts rocking out. Oh my god! Yeah. So there's there's a lot of room for fuckery. That'd be great. In in the linguistics part of verbal spells. So the same thing could be said for the somatic components where you're waving your hands. Where you're waving your hands. What if you got lazy hands? What if you got T Rex arms? Like, are you still casting the same spells? Well, you you know everybody's like when you gesture when you talk we don't gesture the same. No. So your your individual gestures, maybe maybe mine ends in a little flick of my hand and that's how I cast the spell. Maybe yours ends in a push of the hands. That's how you cast the spell. Like it, you know, I think it's probably different. Mm -hmm. I agree. So when my master wizard taught me. What's the mansion? The magnificent mansion? mansion. You know, his mansion looks different in casting well, than mine. Well, I, I mean, know you can control yeah. it, uh, but like the actual like manifestation of it, you know, maybe his sprouted from the ground, maybe mine just appears, maybe mine fades into existence because I mine drops from the sky. I gestured and said stuff in a very different way. Yeah, it just like an anvil in the, yeah. the Roadrunner. 
Yeah, it, it starts small, hits the ground real hard, and then just poof, like expands. Like Shrinky Dink, uh, Sponge Dinosaur. Yeah. Um, did you know there was, like, rules for the Coyote versus Roadrunner cartoons? No. The Roadrunner was only ever allowed on the road. Fair. Like, That's in the fair. rules, it said, it said in, like, parentheses, otherwise, not a Roadrunner. And the Coyote could only ever be hurt by his own incompetence. Like, the Roadrunner could never hurt him. Fair. There was, there was like, there were rules laid out for the mm-hmm. show that I find very, very funny. It was like... That makes sense. Yeah, they, when you read, I remember I found them, like, when I was reading, I'm like, yeah, this makes total sense now. But it didn't, at the time, it never would have occurred to me. Cause why, the, cause, why the coyote just didn't grab him and choke him? Yeah, because the roadrunner was very clever, and the, uh, but it felt like he was the cause of the pain of the coyote sometimes. I'm surprised the coyote didn't die. Well, I mean. He should have. Yeah. I think the coyote, you ever see that movie Moon? With, uh, um, I, I've seen it with Sam Rockwell, yeah. but I don't remember it that well. Do you remember the ending? No. Can I tell you? Yeah. Spoiler alert for the movie Moon from like 10 years ago. He's in a space station on the moon doing yeah. research, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. He wakes up sometimes um, feeling weird. This happens every so often. Turns out, by the end of the movie, he had been dying over and over again through accidents and bad research and whatever. And he had just had, there was clone backups that would wake up and start the research over and over again. So he was just on the moon alone doing research as a constant clone because he would die. This was terrible. Yeah. Um, I think the coyote was that. I think, the, Just I think it was more than one coyote. I don't think it was one coyote. Oh, hold on. And Hello? Was, and was there more than one roadrunner? My wife is outside the window. Hi, what's up? She's meowing. As people do. As humans do. Yes. Okay. So what are we talking about today? I don't know. We're like 10 minutes in already. <laughs> yeah, I, I expected that to go much shorter. Just can Eddie Vedder cast spells or not? And I think we've said yes, but it might be I wrong. mean, I would say in reality, no, Eddie Vedder can't cast spells because there's no spells. How dare you? Is Eddie Vedder still alive? Of course Eddie Vedder's still alive. I don't they just put out, know. They just put an album not long How ago. How old is Eddie Vedder? 50, maybe? Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. Man, he's ugly. Where's my fucking cursor go? He's, um, oh, come on, Wikipedia. Just go to his Wikipedia Suck. page. Where's his Wikipedia? For the first thing. Right there. Oh, nope, that's a fucking there. picture. Um, oh, born, birth name, Edward Lewis Severson. 54. Yeah. Oh my god, he's my dad's age. Yeah. Like, uh, what? For real, dude. What, what? Born in Illinois. Do you think Eddie Vedder wears sweaters? Eddie Vedder sweater? Yeah. Eddie, sweater, Eddie Vedder sweater is better when it's wetter. Mm. That's, how, that's how spell components, verbal components start. You gotta say it. It's like a tongue twister that you have to master. Mm. Or just. Then you're done. That was um, that was mending. There you go. <laughs> I don't know. We want to do short, short ten minute, short ten minute something. What do you got? Um. Hey, let's talk about creating and being an NPC. No, that's too much. Let's talk about the nine alignments. That's ten minutes worth. The what? The nine alignments. The nine align. Dude, this is gonna be a long. Go ahead. Well, I'll start. I'm ready. Ten minutes. What are the nine alignments? I'm ready. Hit me. They are... Now, wait. Before we get into this... In order. Yeah. Before we get into this... Spectrum. I will say this. All the shit talking I do about fourth edition, I 100% agree with their alignment chart. We'll get into that in a second. Nine alignments. Lawful good. Sure. Neutral good. Yes. Chaotic good. Yes. Lawful neutral. Yes. Neutral neutral. Yes. Chaotic neutral. Yes. Lawful evil. Yes. Neutral evil. Yes. Douchebag. Chaotic evil is the last one. Yes. There's nine alignments. It's okay. A, it's a spectrum. It goes from lawful so, to chaotic evil with neutral in the middle. Yes, exactly. So, and that's that's fine. I get it. 
Fourth edition, you never played fourth edition, so you don't know this. Fourth edition had, did it differently. They said, okay, you're a lawful good, you're good, you're neutral, you're evil, you're, yeah, you're evil or you're chaotic evil. So there was no, like, chaotic good wasn't a thing. There was just good. Because neutral good and chaotic good are pretty close to each other. And lawful evil and neutral evil are pretty close to each other. You know, lawful good and chaotic evil really are the spectrum enders. Like, if you said lawful good and chaotic evil, you can picture those two characters very mm-hmm, clearly. Mm-hmm. If you said lawful evil and chaotic good, But chaotic neutral and neutral are very different. Are they? Yeah, because people who play chaotic neutral are assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. well, that's a different story, though. Neutrality is meant to be exactly that. Like, it's hard to be lawful neutral because you're kind of not being neutral then. Do you want to know what my cuckoo Jesus alignment is? I assume lawful evil. Chaotic neutral. Oh, okay. Because I'm not evil. I'm selfish. There's a difference. Isn't that evil? No. Selfish isn't that what lawful evil is? Like a very selfish, tyrannical character? No. No. What? That's what I was pictured as a lawful evil character. Selfish does not mean evil. However, evil usually means selfish. It's one of those. Okay. Where it goes That's one fine. way. Go ahead. Um, but the nine alignments are those. Make whatever shit you need to make up. Go ahead. Charlatans will justify. Okay. That's, yeah, that's I got like you. part of my thing. I'm lawful evil. No shit. Yeah. Huh. Maybe you'll bring me down a peg. And oh, I'll come join dude, you I was on a the dark tor- side. I was a former torturer. I'm multi- of bad people. I'm in a multi-class no, in a row. I, I did bad we, things we've to bad been people. Over this. It doesn't matter. That's evil still. So, yeah. yeah, we've been over Exactly. Um, so the nine alignments. Oh my god. Good. They yeah. direct they're supposed to direct your character's behavior. Yes. Really. Yeah. You good know. being good things, evil being evil things, lawful meaning you have a set of rules or like guiding principles yeah. or whatever. Like or I would the laws. say I would say a lawful neutral character upholds the laws of the land more so than anything. A lawful neutral character really should be like police officers or judges. Yes. They that in reality, in a perfect world, my judges, my magistrates, lawful neutral. Yes. My, um, my like mass shooting terrorists, probably chaotic, chaotic or neutral evil. Yeah, yeah. right. Because they don't care. They just want to cause destruction because they've got a cause. Yeah. They're not really following rules. Whereas um, now, I would say that any kind of religious extremist would be lawful evil. They're following this because that's what they believe that yes, their they've the got laws of their god have sent down upon principles, them. and they're like. Yeah. Well, see, I would I would even lean more towards, like, you know, there's, like, rules of warfare. Like, we don't bomb hospitals. Yeah. Like, that yeah. shit seems lawful evil to me. Because, like, okay, so we're admitting we're going to murder people, but we're not going to bomb churches and hospitals. Got it. Like, we have rules. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me. Yeah. Because I'm in the system. The rules of engagement. It doesn't really make sense from the outside. Yeah. Lawful good. It's supposed to be your paladin types, right? In, hard. To, that's hard to find. In reality, very hard to find. Yeah. Very, that, very that's somebody like uh, Mahatma Gandhi. Would yeah. arguably be a law, yeah. but even then he broke he broke the laws of the land. He was more neutral good or yeah. cat good, like he did what was good for the most people, not necessarily what was lawful. Because lawful good tends to be zealots. Yeah, it's very. I think Mother Teresa probably is someone who is lawful good. Yeah. Like she was an but, asshole, but she was lawful good. Did you just call Mother Teresa an asshole? I did. If you go historically back, she was a horrible person, but like was doing commonly accepted good. We're gonna we'll talk. I'll, Damn, I'll, I'll son. send you some things. You said Mother Tree. That I think you're the first person to ever say that out loud. Literally not. Just saying. I'm not. Like damn, son. Um, Joan of Arc. Joan of Arc. So that's the one yep. I was gonna say. That yep. that's probably the lawful good that I can imagine in my head if I'm thinking of a lawful good character. Yeah, those kinds of things. Self sacrifice, big yeah. in the lawful yeah. good community. 
Chaotic good, much more common, I'd say. Yeah. Vigilante That's types. Just, just a good person. Batman's chaotic good. A good, good. person. Good, good people are typically neutral good or chaotic good. I, I've i said this before. I don't think people are good. Um, I, I'm good. But a good, per- a good person would be chaotic or neutral good. They would definitely not be lawful good. No. That's so hard to do. Yes. It's incredibly challenging because you're not only f- – you're supposed to be following – laws, rules, systems, participating within accepted boundaries, and still achieving good ends. Yeah. Not like half-assing it. No. Like, um, like, uh, like, you know, even, even like doctors, right? They're, do, do no harm. Cool. Number one law. Got it. Nailed it. But they might try different things or like impose their will upon you like oh I'm not going to I'm not going to give you that medicine or I'm not going to perform this procedure or whatever cuz you cuz you you let your you let yourself get in the way. I think a lawful good person, lawful good character doesn't let themselves get in the way. It's hard. It's hard. really very But hard. again, that's why I, that's why I really enjoyed uh the 4th edition alignment system cuz I I enjoy the idea of just lawful good and good. Like you can be that super zealous person, otherwise you're just a good person. What I like think, that. What do you think about the the alignments as they apply to monsters? Well, chromatic dragons are always chaotic evil. No, not true. Metallic dragons are always lawful good. That's not true. Like that kind of thing. Yeah, but it's not true. Vampires are always evil. Again, I don't think that. I I don't think D and D is a game of absolutes. I don't think that anything is one hundred percent. All the true demons all the in the abyss would argue with you. Why can't a demon do a good thing? All the angels in Celestia would argue with you. Why can't there be fallen angels that do bad things? Fucking, that's that's the story of what uh, uh, the Lucifer? movie Constantine. Oh, yeah. The, the Archangel Gabriel's like, I want fucking a war, so I'm going to do some evil fucking shit. So you're you're proving the point of the purpose of the alignments is it, if, it go, if it governs a giant general population, yes, so yes. That the, the outliers are the notable story-worthy thing. Exactly, I agree. But the whole point of having, especially the extremes, yeah, the abyss, chaotic evil, infinite demons, whatever, is to have that thing we talked about in the previous episode. You have that, this is the bad guy. These are Nazis. You can go kill these yeah. things without feeling 100%. bad at all. Yeah. And same thing, you know, lo- angels, lawful good, up there trust at Mount. You, will, they, you should trust them. They're not there to fuck with you. They will help you. You don't want to attack them. Like, those, easy, done. I don't have any argument, no confusion about yeah. it. I think that's the point. But at the same time, I don't think that has anything to do with, like, alignment per se. Like, nobody stops and says. No, the alignment's a tool. For, but again, like. I think that alignments for monsters are more so just to make it easier for the DM to play them. Yes, it's a tool. Yeah. So you can look at it and go, oh, what's this thing's alignment? Oh, it's evil? Okay, so I generally know it's yeah. it's not going to help the player. So Catech Evil is just going to try to kill them. Right. A, go mi- get them. a Minotaur, man, they're probably going to chase you down and try to eat you. Yeah. Goblins, generally mischievous, violent things. So yeah. when you have the go- the players that are goblins that are good, it makes it exceptional, it makes it different. Yeah. Makes it interesting, right? So I think the alignment, the whole, the alignment is just a, it's just a guiding tool. It shouldn't be a be all end all kind of thing. No. Generally, I write in an alignment doesn't matter. I, I I have two schools of thought. One, either you have an alignment and you 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 force yourself, you get into that alignment yeah. and you run that alignment. I I did that for Nostal. I fucking fought as hard as I could to be neutral good. Mm-hmm. Like if it meant healing a bad guy that just fell in battle, I did it. You know, I would do anything and I that could. That bad guy gets killed. Yeah. So I would do anything I could to – or I healed that blue dragon and it came back to bite us in the ass when it got corrupted that one mm-hmm, time. That was fun. Yeah. But 
Like, I will do everything I possibly can to fight for myself doing that alignment. Or I don't write an alignment at all, and I just be the character. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's where I'm at right now. Like I wrote chaotic neutrals because like that's fine, but I'm not really that. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just being cuckoo Jesus. Yeah, which is now a weird the journey. one thing that I would say is when it's important to note your alignment, and the reason I think, I think personally, everyone should have an alignment and have it noted, and do their best to live by it, is because there are spells specifically designed for such things. Those spells really don't come into play a lot. They don't. Like, I don't think anyone has ever, in my experience, cast protection from chaos and law, if that exists anymore. It's protection. Or protect... I think I've seen one person cast protection from good or evil once, but it's not even alignment-based anymore. I think it's just, like, monster-based. Yeah, I'm pulling it up because I think you're right. Because no one uses it, so I don't actually know what Yeah, because no one ever used it back in 3.5 or 3rd edition or 4th edition, because... You know, every, every PC would just lie and be like, oh, no, I'm not evil. Protection from evil and good. Until a spell ends, one willing creature you touch is protected against certain types of creatures. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no protection from law and chaos anymore. No. Protection from energy, poison, that's it. But, yeah, that used to be a thing, and that's when it was important, but I think 5th edition... So I think alignment has really fallen on a long way in terms of what, what, what's, what's good for. Yeah. So, whatever. Do whatever you want with your alignment. Yeah. Be, be your character above being your alignment. Yeah, I would agree with that. Let the monster be the monster. Let your character be your character. You know, if you need the alignment, you need the alignment. Yeah. Um, okay. We're fine. Okay, hi, we're here. We're back. I'm hungry. I am. You know what I want? What? Some of that lasagna. 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 Real G's Traco, rolling. Silence. Traco, Traco, whatever. Lasagna. Who cares? That was the last episode. Get whatever. Who cares? I'm not over it. Yeah, I, I can see that. It's pronounced GIF. <sighs> I haven't yet gotten into that argument. Or I haven't gotten like, into that argument recently. I'm looking for something to stab you with. You're lucky there's nothing sharp Why? around here. You don't say GIF. I know I don't, but you just did, so I have to stab no, I you. I said GIF. You said GIF. No, I didn't. You just said GIF. I can play back the tape. Did you say? What'd you I, say? It's pronounced GIF. Oh, okay. I would never say pronounce Jif. That's I was insane. Gonna, I was stab you. It's so it's pronounced so peanut hard. butter. Fucking stupid ass. People are dumb. We're trying to have a broad audience <laughs> we, here too. We're, we're God damn, here. we're so we're struggling bad. here. Podcasting is hard, everybody. Yeah. How do you filter yourself 100 percent of the time? I don't know how people on TV and stuff do it. I don't. Oh my god. Right. I'm so glad I'm not on TV. I really yeah. am. That's part of. That's a big part of like why I stopped recording our gameplay. As like. <laughs> Is like among other because I kind of want I wanted I really wanted it to go somewhere eventually, but like we would swear and swearing, mock I don't each want. other, I don't want swearing and talk shit and like but you know comment all... on people's physical appearances, like they're hot, they're ugly, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, you 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 you're having casual conversations mm-hmm. as you do amongst friends. And from the outside, it's questionable sometimes. I think that there has to be a level. Like, you have to have fun, but there has to be a level of professionalism. Like, an understanding that you are recording this, and it will be going out to other people. Yeah, exactly. And even then, you still fuck up. Yeah, all the time. And, you know, if you YouTube now, I think, will slap all sorts of labels and age-restricted stuff on you if you swear in your videos. Dude, I was trying to watch uh, the Devil and I video. And it, it's like, are you sure you want to watch this? You're this has inappropriate rare, rare. content because people blow themselves up. It's art. It's art. Like, get over yourself, YouTube. Right. 
they're the fucking censors. So our D and D group would be either esoteric or like farts and burps or you know. There's so much great language. content. Like ninety percent of it, great. Love to listen to it. Ten percent of it, I'm like, God damn it. It's just somebody talk, somebody ripping ass, and it's also all laughing about it smelling. You know, it's just like yeah. So that that's part of why I stopped recording our play. Yesterday would have been pretty good to record because we did a really good job. Or the mm-hmm. session even before that. Not yesterday. The last time we played. Would have been good. I think I think any of the sessions that Docto has run so far would actually have been good to... Yeah. We, we Our our party does a good job interacting with each other. Yeah. And a good job of uh, interacting with the environment. We just have to focus on calling each other by character name, not actual name. Yeah. No, it's Andre. Me, Andre. Yeah. I'm never going to get it. It's not hard. No, it's I know really, it's not. Me, Andre. I just don't like it. It's not hard. It's me, Andre. Hey, yeah. it's me, you Andre. You don't have to throw hey. a flourish or anything like it should have. It's fine. Just huh? it's, There's a flourish, but it's fine. It doesn't matter. Me Andre. Yeah, exactly. No. Andre the Giant. It's all I can picture. With Perfect. That. He's got a giant You'll hand with a tiny there. beer in his hand. You'll get, oh, God, I love that. It's a great picture. Or him with a bottle of wine. The bottle of wine. That's a big bottle of wine, and he's, he's just like, it's so small. He's a huge man. He was have you ever read how much he used to drink? Like, a lot. Every night? What do you weigh? Like, he would drink, like, three cases of beer. And twelve bottles of wine in a night. Oh my god, his height, his build height was seven foot four. Yeah. Holy fuck. Build weight, five hundred pounds. Yeah, that's the build weight. That was all played up because he wasn't, you know. I mean, yeah. he was huge. He, no, he definitely probably. Look at that man. He probably hit five hundred. But look at that man. You should have seen him when he was younger. He was actually god. Su- he's ugly. He was super fit. God. He was actually super fit and limber. Like, scroll down. I'm sure there's a picture of him in his younger years. Let's see. Scroll to images. Like this? No. Even even before that. There you go. Like this. Right here. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Jesus, he's like, he could flip around the ring and do all kinds of shit. But uh, then, you know, your knees start to give out. You stop working out. How do you you make, drink a lot. How do you make that character? Yeah, I mean, look at him. That was, he's really fit right there. There was, I think there was a picture with Shaq next to him, like, before he died. When did he die? I don't know, 93, 94? Died in 93, yeah. God, I'm good. I want to find this. Andre the Giant. Shaq? Isn't there a picture of this? I feel like there's a picture of this. Oh, is this the picture? This is, this is a different picture. No, this is, is a so, different, it's a different so picture yeah, I'm thinking so, of. Yeah, that's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, or and Will Chamberlain. That's Will Chamberlain. This is Arnold Schwarzenegger with Andre the Giant. Yes, and they're uh, lifting up Arnold. Yeah, I'm thinking of something else. All right, who this, is huge. Sorry, totally totally off track there. Yeah, we'll, we'll kick that out. Did we intro a topic? No. Okay. We'll, we'll kick that out. That, that, this is an irrelevant conversation. No, it's fine. I don't care. Anyway, go back. Let's go. I want to talk about how do monsters live in dungeons. You know, that's like, how did Andre the Giant live? Yeah. Like, who the he, fuck? Can't, he can't just live in this house. No. He would die in this yeah, house. Yeah, it's a separate special house. Yeah. So if you are Actually, a monster. Actually, he lived on a ranch, but that's not here. So there. here's a monster. Loved animals. Living in a dungeon. Yeah. You got to go out sometimes. Got to go out. You got to hunt, if nothing else. Like, say you're an ooze in a dungeon. And what if adventurers don't come? Do you die? Do you starve to death? Or do you, like, I don't think squeeze th- out? I don't think oozes need nutrition. Well, they do eat. Things. No, no, they dissolve things. I don't know if they need nutrients. I feel like that's how they get nutrients. I think I think it's how they get bigger. But oozes are magical. Yeah. So it would have to follow some sort of I don't think physical they need law. To eat. They're magic. That's the whole thing. They don't. No, they're not magic. They aren't. No, ooze ooze is not magical. An ooze is not a magical creature. No. 
There's no, there's nowhere that says that oozes are magical creatures. Tyler. What? Oh, yeah, no, yeah, that's right. Your name is. I'm actually. Tyler. Yes. Yeah. You're allowed to call me Tyler. Tyler. An ooze is a magical creature. I would disagree. Then show me the naturally occurring ooze in this world. That's nope. That's not fair. Goblins, how's it not fair? Goblins aren't magical creatures. I can't find any goblins out there until thought of a bit. And again, I would argue that goblins kind of are magical creatures. Oozes thrive in dark, shunning areas of bright light and extreme temperatures. They flow through the damp. Oozes are drawn to movement, unwilling to serve. Although, ooh, okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. According to the de- Demonomicon and other sources, oozes are scattered fragments or offspring of demon lord Jubilex. Whether or so, not this is true. So, fucking magic. <clears throat> so, outsider blood cause them to exist, which which points towards more Magic. magical than not. Is a tiefling a magical creature? Ooze does not require sleep. Interesting. Now, here's the better question. Do oozes, like, gather and pray to their old god? No, they're not intelligent. There's only one psychic gray ooze. Yeah. Or I the spawn it. of Jubilex, which is in What was his name? Goblagool. Whatever. I don't remember. Um, he's in uh, uh, Out of the Abyss. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you befriend him. I so Uzis is a good example. Fun. It's like okay, so maybe it just maybe it just exists and doesn't, or it needs so little in terms of nutrients because yeah. it's just slow. So it, moving. so then it's like um um like a, like a sea turtle or something, or just doesn't. like a, a snake. Like a, a snake can eat a meal like once every like two weeks. Yeah, big animals like that. Yeah. But what about what? So let's do something. What about a skeleton? I know it doesn't. It's magic is keeping it alive. Do they just stand there? Yeah, hundred percent. Until something yep. shows up. Hundred percent. If a skeleton hears you in the or, next or room, will it wanders. come in? Yeah, it, it might wander, but, you know. Will it wear down in time? Like, it, its parts no. will wear its weather? No, because it's magically created. Well, no, so I brought you back from the dead, yeah. a skeleton. Yeah. But if I'm walking around, will my joints wear no. away? You don't think so? No. Like a car? No. No. What about a suit of armor that's animated? It's just animated. Would it wear down over no, time? it's magical. The armor's not. The animation is. is. No, no, it is. Once it becomes an animated object, it is magical by What's nature. What's the difference between me hitting it with a mace and breaking it and wear and tear? I don't, I, I don't see where. Just like a magical weapon doesn't get destroyed by time. Or anything else except like yeah, something specific. No, well, no I, I'm pretty sure you can break a magical weapon. Yeah, exactly. It's something exceptional. Yeah. Wear and tear... And, it's me not exceptional. Pun- and me punching it are not exceptional. No, I agree. So why wouldn't why wouldn't a suit of armor wear down over time? Because it only has so much magical energy. Would the magic fade away? Yeah. Well, no. Why eh, not? Because it's magic. I don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> no, this is a, this is an important question. Why it should shouldn't it? No, magic. Like literally, anytime you have any question about why things do or don't happen, the answer is one hundred percent. But it's magic. magic, so it's it's weird rules. I would like to think that magic would fade over time, especially something temporal like movement. Like I, like created a magical suit of armor and it walks around. I Does it I walk agree. Around eternally until the end of time, until the universe explodes, or in a thousand years, well, is the magic faded and it just crumbles I'm, to dust. I I personally think that if it has some sort of enchantment on it, it'll last. Like uh, fucking what's the dude from uh, Full Metal Alchemist? Edward. No, yeah. Alphonse. Yeah, as long as he has that symbol on his back, he's always gonna be an animated suit of armor. You have to destroy that to destroy him, right? So if here's the question: If you broke every, like, how what's the maximum amount you could break off of Alphonse when he'll still be alive? As long as that symbol's intact. So I could cut everything away and just have that little symbol and, and a then, tiny little piece of armor yeah. with the spirits attached to yeah. it. That's fucked up. 
and then you could you could reattach it to something that's else. Dark. And he would take that that's over. That's dark. I don't like that at all. A better. Why didn't they get a smaller suit of armor? That's my. Question. That was what was on hand. I don't know. Uh, no, I'm saying like over time, like as long as you don't break the symbol, he would have stayed alive. You, you they didn't want to fuck with his symbol. Yeah, yeah, that's fair, right? Yeah, like that one fair. guy just thumb shattered his own symbol in in the first show, and he yeah. just died. Yeah. So, but ultimately, my point is, if it's some sort of enchantment based thing, it'll last until the enchantment goes away. Until you break that enchantment, it will last. Okay. So what about other what other? But if I animated armor through the spell, it would end whenever the spell says it ends. That's simple. The magic will end then. Yes. But I think enchantments, physically enchanting something, is different than casting a spell on it. I just feel like there's got to be a terminating point to magic. I don't. Okay. What what, what are some other dungeon denizens? Um. So if I'm thinking of that, uh, like, you know, what's a troll house look like? Yeah. Well, trolls live in natural environments a lot of times, yeah, but, but they, they can live they in actually, caves and they, shit. Or they actually can build, like, huts and shit. Yeah. So, like, do they decorate with the bones of the dead, or, you know? Is it like a bone hut? Like, have they killed enough things that they've made a hut do out of bones? Do they bone? have bone furniture? Yeah. Do they like, Do they live there? Is the question. Do they live there? Yeah. Is what? it a home? Is this is, is this a home, a home yeah. or is this a dungeon? Yes. You know? So, I'm coming in. I think it's a dungeon. You're sitting there like, this is my fucking home. Yeah, I got to get off my yard. Down. Take your shoes off. What if you just saw a rug, just a nice throw rug yeah. in a troll cave? It's like brand new. Yeah. It's clean. He just went to the market, bought it. He wipes his feet off before he walks on it. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, is there a home? Dude, our dungeon is homes for things. So to that point, back to our topic, you know, not too long ago, dragons. A dragon lair is like a thing. It should be a complicated, or like a beholder lair. Yeah. It has a specific shape and function and pathway. I always imagine like a good, like a legitimate beholder lair being something like a beehive almost. Well, they're vertical shafts. Yeah. So it would be like, yeah, like a, like something is surrounding a vertical column that's easy for it to navigate and nothing else. To, like, mm-hmm. Nothing, so, without a fly speed, you're fucked. And like in, it's usually narrower. It's like if you're like a bird, it can be kind of hard to navigate or yeah. a bat, you know. Bug. Um, so like you know, is it beholders lair? Oh yeah, let's just jump all the way to layers. You know, lich, dragon, beholder, unicorn. Uh, so is it a home? So the easiest one to say yes to that on vampires. Vampires yes. make homes. Yes, right. This old creepy ass mansion where my coffin is out is in the basement. Yes, this is a home. I live here. I'm gonna make you know those like stupid like wooden blocks you can get to decorate your house. Mm-hmm. Like this house is a home. This lair is a home. Yes. Like that's my next vampire. That's made out of again like skulls and skulls and teeth shit. and yeah. and skin like it's been flayed skin. and tanned. Flayed yeah. skin. Yeah. Yeah. So like yeah, a vampire because so, they're intelligent. That makes sense. I think the more intelligent the creature, the more of a home it is. Versus like think of like a bear. A bear doesn't a decorate den. its cave, yeah. but it lives there. Yeah. It is its home. Is it? Yeah. It will protect it, but it doesn't. Put up a nice tapestry. It could. It a human really, tapestry. It, it kind of couldn't. Smart bear. A werebear. A werebear's different. Now that's, that's intelligent creature. Yeah, it goes and lives with the bears. Like, listen, bears, we're making a home today. We're not, we're, I'm sick of living in this cave. Ronald, don't shit on the carpet. Stop I just bought it. the fucking rug. It's hard to get out. <coughs> oh, I'm sorry. Wow. We designated that corner that's a specifically corner. for shit. That's a shit corner. So, okay, what about, you know, banditos? They take over an old place. I hundred percent think that they would put up like, you know, their the flags and the banners of their group. Yeah. 
you know, I think that they would go and whether it's through, you know, looting caravans and such, they'd acquire furniture and such over time. It depends how long they live, because obviously we'd go and find them and kill Probably them quickly. Kick their asses. But I just feel like something that's always missing when you go into a dungeon. I do. It's always like 100%. decorated in the old way of whoever's there before. It's never decorated in the new way. Like, oh, these guys, they put up drawings that they did. Or it's just not decorated at all. Yeah. Like, it's just like, this is an empty mansion. This is a sparse No cellar. one lives here. Yeah. It's dusty. It's like, no, it's it, it should feel lived in, right? Yeah. It should feel like, okay. If something you know, lives there, it's it's home. Yeah. Now, conversely, there are people like myself who are fairly minimalist in their decorations. Yeah, but your house is a mess. You can tell it's lived in. Yeah. Like, there's stuff everywhere. Yeah. There's not decorations. I get that. Yeah. But there's things. I yeah. know you... I, if somebody walked in, I'd be like, yeah, somebody lives here. Yeah. Somebody 100%. lives here now. Yeah. It's not like you... I, I walk in and it's like, you know, like, you ever go to an art gallery? It's just like a white cube with art in the walls. Yes, it's I not understand. Like that. I, I, yes, I, I hate those places. I got you. Yeah. It's it's not that. So, you, it looks lived in. So, if we walked into the, if we walked into the bandit dungeon that they appropriated from some old person who died, mm-hmm. maybe there's no art in the walls, but there's old barrels of ale, mm-hmm. there's worn out boots they, they threw away because they got new ones off the guy they killed. Mm-hmm. There's there's the guy they killed. There's you know there's, there's stuff. So then how much of that as a DM do you really want to put into it? This is the point. This is, what I'm, this is where I'm really, really driving home here is those are opportunities to humanize enemies to make your players maybe feel bad for just killing Or maybe them. not even feel bad, but maybe like they see that this creature lives here. This is a home. They are intelligent. Yes. Maybe we can talk. There's a great anecdote I saw ages ago. DM has his players. They go into like a bandit dungeon, mm-hmm. whatever, killing dudes. Got him. Great. I loot his pockets. You find a folded up note. You unfold it. It's a note from the guy's kid about how happy the kid is that, you know, they're able to, they're able to afford a home again, like that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. This is just a job for the bandit. Yeah. It's just a fucking job. Yep. And then you, and the players were like, we just we just killed this guy. We killed his dad, mm-hmm. and kind of, you know, by the transit of property, killed this kid, because now dad's not making any money. Kid's an orphan. Kid's a fucking on orphan. the streets. Kid's gonna starve. We just created another bad guy by killing this bandit, mm-hmm. who is who is really he was just doing. A, he just had a gig, you know. So like. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I. What? Fuck! I have to make a new villain now. Oh. <laughs> So like you know, du- you know, monsters live in dungeons. How do they live there? What's it look like? Are oozes magical? What do oozes eat? These are the big questions, I think. They're good questions. I think that again, I don't think oozes eat. I think um oh oh, you know what's a great example? What? A gibbering mouther. Ah, what a good monster that doesn't exist. Does not need to eat anything. Well, that's a void realm type monster. Th- that's fine. It's a monster that exists in dungeons. Plenty of dungeons have so them. So good. Does not eat anything. All it does is absorb you and grow bigger. Shadows. Same thing. Yeah. Absorbs your life force, becomes a greater shadow. Yeah. Yeah. So so I think that's a, a prime example of something that, yeah, does, you dissolve and you become a part of it, but it doesn't need to eat you to live. Like, it's going to live no matter what happens. Right. So I think just, I bring it up for you, listener. Consider the ecology of your monster as a way to give them or it character. Make, make it so that it's not just... Hack and slash. Like, there's yeah. there's intent. Right. Like, if you're going to kill this thing, there should be a re- reason, like, you, a, a, a purpose to When it. you kill the ooze, what's inside of it? Was there something interesting? Was yeah. there, like, a vase that it came across that it didn't dissolve? There, you know, like, or, or there's this... Metal plates? There's a ring that, for some reason, didn't dissolve. Yeah, you know, and it's got an engraving on it for, you know, to my love. You know, there's those little things. For, to my eternal love. And it's, like, a cursed ring or some shit. Yeah. There's, you know, the life of the monster can be very flavorful. Mm-hmm. 
All right, great. I think that was fun. Yeah, that was fun. Uh, I don't think we learned anything or solved anything, but we offered some things for our listeners. We talked a lot more about Eddie Vedder than I was planning on. And then Andre the Giant. Yes. <laughs> Make sure to subscribe and rate the show wherever you found it. Again, it's everywhere. Follow us on the Twitter at RWD Podcast. Again, that's the place you go if you want to know if the show is behind schedule or canceled for the week. Um, we're doing our best. Yeah, I'm sorry. And feel free to send us topics you want to hear about for your D&D rants. RWD Podcast. Gmail.com. We'll see you next time. Till then.